it sounds so good to me. So yay. And we have a couple of viewers. So welcome to the Homeschool Teachers Lounge. So glad you could join us after a week off. <laughs> a week off. Woohoo. It was a week to throw off the homeschool at our house. I don't know about you, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, most definitely. I thought you had a break <laughs> week last week. So we had a break week that two weeks ago, the week where we were gone most of the week for the Scully sisters retreat. Um, okay. Pam, so we had our last homeschool teachers lounge on October uh, fourth, fourth, <laughs> my calendar. Yeah, fourth. <laughs> so Pam left the very next day, and I left on Wednesday. And um, then we were gone. We were together, so we had a fabulous time together. That was fun. But we then came back home. I came back home Monday, and was when did you come back home? I came home last Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I got home last Tuesday. Yeah, so I stayed an extra day. <laughs> yeah, so, and it was it was throwing off the week for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, well, before we go any further, let's yeah. tell people who we are, though. Oh, right. In case they're new. <laughs> Welcome if you're new. We're we're crazy, but we're also people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I am Misty Winkler, and I blog and podcast at Simply Convivial, where we talk about managing our homes and our lives and our schedules and our homeschools while maintaining a cheerful attitude, which is always harder than it seems like it should be. <laughs> so... <laughs> and <laughs> I am also the author of an upcoming book called The Convivial Homeschool, and which I turned in all the edits to the editor today. So that's coming. That is and awesome. I'm excited. Oh, so awesome. I'm excited too. And uh, I am Pam Barnhill and I blog and have podcasts at uh, pambarnhill.com. So I have the Your Morning Basket podcast, which is all about bringing delight to your homeschool day through the practice of a morning basket, whether you do it in the morning or not. And then also 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast, which is exactly what it sounds like. 10 minutes, me talking about making your homeschool better, um, which we all want to do. So that's me at pambarnhill.com. And I have no, well, you know what? I would say I have no new upcoming books, but we are kind of working on one. So mm -hmm. there you go. So not ready to talk open. about it quite yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So on our, on the channel, the China lady, which I think is Rachel, you can correct me if I'm wrong. She says the number of travel days are the number of recovery days that you need. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I traveled for a whole week, <laughs> but I will tell you, I haven't done, I haven't done anything since I got home last week until today. Like I got home on Tuesday night late and then we had Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. And I said, you know what? I'm going to let my kids continue doing what they were doing the week I was gone, which was way less school, right? Not even a minimum viable day. It was way less school. But I was like, 
I'm going to let them keep doing that. And I, yeah, that's what I did. And I recovered. So, um, there were some good things going on, but it wasn't a lot of good stuff led by me. <laughs> that's always nice so. to know that it doesn't actually, you know, take us all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So what about you? Did you kind of have the same thing? Were you able, cause you had planned on getting back into it last week, right? Yes. So we had taken the previous week all off and then we were supposed to start back up um, last week when we did with our first week of our second term. And it was funny cause I thought we were doing pretty well until it was Thursday and I realized that even though it was like written right there in front of my face on the kids' checklists, I hadn't even thought about Latin all week. <laughs> it wasn't even that I quite like, no, we're just not going to do that this week. I just, it just did not even register <laughs> until the very end of the week. And I was like, well, I guess we'll just, that'll just stay on the checklist and we'll start there next week. So it would have been good if I'd done that intentionally, but um it happened and that's it's fine <laughs> we did the basics actually we did they did their assignments we did no morning time last week so oh no uh, i'm horrified <laughs> that never happens at my house where we miss days of doing morning time it totally happened uh, it's happened before yeah you know yep. just i just need on what else yeah right. There was just a lot of catch up to do, a lot of just mental and um, introvert recovery that had to happen. <laughs> yep. So my question is, did you get back to morning time today? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. To yeah. a little bit of we my did, children's I mean, dismay. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, we didn't do morning time last week either. So we went a whole week without morning time. So if you pair that with the week I was gone. Now, I, I need to ask my husband because technically they were supposed to be doing morning time while I was gone. We're supposed to be watching CNN 10 and praying together. And uh, did I tell him I maybe have him go over the new memory work or something like that? And I didn't ask if that was getting done or not. So who knows? But might be better not you know, to know. I don't. Exactly. I don't have high expectations that it was actually done very well while I was gone. So you're right. Not knowing is probably the better. Thing. <laughs> oh, goodness. But we got back to it today. We did a full blown morning time. Um, and actually, it was funny because there were some conversations in there and they were they all had like this plan in their head, like we're going to get this, this and this done and then we're going to go do this. And I'm like, guys, you keep interrupting me. We keep having to talk about things, which is great. But like morning time, I think was like an hour and a half by the time it was all said and done. I mean, some, and some of the conversations were really good. It was like, you're never going to get to those things that you want to do if uh, you keep stretching this out. So eventually they stopped and it was funny. <laughs> yep. And then my Maybe my favorite science lesson we have ever done. Oh, we nice. made hollandaise sauce. Yes. We made eggs Benedict with hollandaise sauce as part of our uh, chemistry in the kitchen class. We've been studying emulsions and the science behind that and how you make those happen in the kitchen. So for our first, like, so 
I don't know what week of school we're on, but we just finished week two in the science curriculum, right? <laughs> and because uh, we didn't start science at the very beginning, we started science later than other things. I think we were like three weeks into school before we started science. And then I was gone, you know, mm -hmm. so we didn't do science for two weeks. So we, we just finished week two. We're doing great. Um, and or maybe we just finished week three. But anyway, the one week we made marshmallows and then we made eggs Benedict with hollandaise sauce. So probably like my favorite science ever. And it was good. Yeah, I've only tried making hollandaise sauce one time and it, it did not work out. <laughs> <laughs> the texture oh, really? was not right. I mean, it was, it was fine. We ate it, but it was something was not right. Oh, interesting. Okay. So we just followed the instructions on the, uh, the all recipes video and watch okay. them. We had to go back and watch it twice, you know, to make uh -huh. sure like, but they, they did a really good job. One of them whisked and the other one slowly poured the fat in and, you know, it's fat and proteins and you make the emulsion yeah. and everything. And it turned, it turned out yummy, really yummy. So nice. That's what we had for lunch. Yeah. Nice. All right. So, well, we were going to talk fun. about history this week and what we're doing for history. So what are you doing for history? Not much um, <laughs> because <laughs> history is not a favorite subject here in my house. So um, we are reading uh, America is Born a History for Peter, which I got from yesterday's classics. Mm -hmm. um, Don Garrett actually recommended this to me because I was looking for a good upper elementary middle school reader that I could do during morning time. Um, so mm -hmm. this is, everybody listens to me read this, but I would say that this is largely for Thomas. Um, and we're over halfway through the book already. So I don't know what I'm going to do. Like it does go up through the revolution. Um, and I think there is a some more in the series. So I may pull the next one in when it's all said and done. Uh, but this is kind of our morning time Thomas history. And then for the big kids, we're adding to that with uh, what I call Gitter Done History. So this is U.S. History Detective Book One. It's a textbook. There is a passage to read um, in each lesson. And then there are, wait for it, wait for it, multiple choice questions. <laughs> and then you have to tell which sentence best supports the answer. So you choose the multiple choice question. You've got to go back into the text. And so I have some kids who need practice with reading for information. Mm -hmm. So we're getting practice with that. I have them read out loud to me. They answer the questions. They have to go back and find which, which sentence is best support. So I think these are some good skills to work on. And um, it really, really does. It's like get her done. Nice. It really is. We're not going to do the whole book this year. Um, I'm not sure where we're going to get to, but we're not going to do the whole book this year. So um, this is what my two older kids are doing. Um, nice. I've not heard together. of that one before. So that's fun. Yeah. And they actually did some lessons while I was not here last week with dad. Um, so, or they were supposed to. I haven't found a lesson they did yet. <laughs> hmm. Here's one that is partially done. Yeah. 
So anyway, (laughs) there will be a reckoning later this week when we pull out the book. (laughs) Yeah, like the time I found a history book for my student who loves history uh, in the bottom of the Duplo bin. I was like, how long has that been there? Well, I lost it. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't mean you don't have to do it. It means you have to find the book. That's exactly right. That's yep. exactly right. Yep. So what about you guys? What are you guys doing for history? So we are doing um, history with, um, oh, here we go. Thank you. I just had my, can you bring the book of centuries up too? I didn't grab things ahead of time. So my lovely assistant just brought them to me. We do a three-year history cycle. So an ancients year, mm-hmm. a medieval year, and a modern, just generally just American history year. So my middle schoolers this year are reading the ancient Mediterranean, which is just an adult history book, but it's um, short for it. I think it's shorter than a textbook would be. Thank you. But um, they call it the boring book. <laughs> But it goes through the ancient cultures, through Rome, it emphasizing how the um, geography and the art of the different cultures shows us what they were like and what they valued and how it shaped their society. So we're going That's through cool. that. Yeah, I like it. Um, I use this with my other boys, partly because they, at, I use this, I think in I don't remember. They were teenagers, but they'd read most of the books that were recommended already just in free time. So I had to find something new. And, you know, with a book this size, we read it over the course of the whole year. So the assignments are like five pages a week. It's pretty. So even though it's boring, it doesn't have to last that long. And then they're reading uh, the Boys and Girls Herodotus. One story per week. Uh, yeah, I got the real Herodotus on audio to try to follow along uh, when I assigned this to my older kids and realized why you want the boys and girls Herodotus and not the full thing. Woo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want the abridged version with your children, let me say. Um, and then we do a book of centuries once a week. So this is the one from Cottage Press that I like. And mm-hmm. can I show them a few things? Thank you. Um, so... It's pretty, yes, you may let your candle. Uh, oh, free form. So mm, yeah, um, it's, it's not too, it doesn't have to be too precise. And so they, they make entries every week based on what we read. And then once a week, we also find something to sketch. So let's see. This is an attempt at the tabernacle. So. Oh, nice. And then we're listening to the Dave Raymond ancient history all together. So that I think is supposed to be like five of his video lessons per week, but we're going at a much slower pace um, because it's geared for a little bit older than what my group of kids are. You know, I have some right at that target age and then some younger. So we take it a little bit more slowly. 
And then my um, eight-year-old with her friend who's nine, while we're doing this history with friends at my house, she's over at my friend's house um, doing history over there. And they are reading the um, On the Shores of the Great Sea by M.B. Singe, Singy. I still haven't figured out that name. Yeah. Yep. S-Y-N-G-E or something like that. Yeah. Yep. That's the one. So, and that's nice and short and straightforward. And I like the, um, the style in that book. So that's what we do. It's pretty simple and, uh, not that involved. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's that, that's us too. It's like history is just, uh, more of telling the story than anything else and having discussions about it. You know, yep. So, yeah, yep. Very much you know, so. When they were all younger, one of the things we did was just have the story of the world by Susan Wise Bauer on audio that we listened to just as a normal audiobook in the car. Uh, mm-hmm. We might have used it as the, the like school read aloud or te- textbook. I never, never mummified a chicken. No, but no. <laughs> but we did just listen to it as um, really as fun reading um, when the kids were younger in the car. So it was a nice way to just kind of add in a little bit. I like having the history cycle because we can come back around and use a different book every time yeah. and kind of get a different perspective. Um, in addition to just kind of you know every time they're a little bit older, but they're also hearing the same story told in a different way, which helps them kind of layer that understanding. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that's a big thing is you're going to come back to it again. So don't worry about what you are or are not getting um, mm-hmm. because they're going to be introduced to these, to these ideas and these things again. And then with story of the world, I would, just, the only caveat I would put out there is like, if you're like, Ooh, I'm going to go get that because Pam and Misty said that like their kids listen to it as an audiobook. If you start with volume four, I think oh. that one's probably the least enjoyable. So that's true. Like we're just warning you. We're just, it's volume like one, one is the best. After, yeah. Volume one is definitely the best. Um, and then volume four is just like one war after another. <laughs> Every chapter is like a different war. It's like, oh my goodness. So, um, but so yeah, well, just we, be just be warned of that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's history. So <laughs> this one's history. <laughs> <laughs> but the good news is we will be back next week um, to chat some more. And uh, let's see, we were going to talk about toddlers Ooh. next week. Everybody loves toddlers. So, especially uh, when they're someone else's. Yes, yes. <laughs> or grown when toddlers are, you know, history. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not toddlers anymore. <laughs> they're so cute, except when you want to do things. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And everybody struggles with toddlers. So we're going to be talking about them next week. What can you do? Uh, 
How can you homeschool yeah. with toddlers underfoot? That it is, is possible. Exactly right. I've done it. Yep. <laughs> yep. And live to tell the tale. So we'll be back with that next week. And um and that will yeah. be on your channel. Yes. On that will be on my channel. Yep. Yep. Over on mine. And oh, you know what? We should mention this, Misty. If you would like to get a an email an yes. hour before supposedly um, we go live. <laughs> supposedly. <laughs> You can sign up for that. Misty's going to drop the link in the chat. It's, I can't remember what the, what it is. It's simply convivial.com slash lounge. Lounge. Okay. Yeah. I knew it was something like that and I went looking for it the other day, but um, I couldn't quite Oops. remember it. So yeah. So go and sign up and you can get a little reminder before we go live so you can come join us. right that yep and you can also find it as a podcast right. now so we will be back next week now that we're back on our regularly scheduled homeschool consistency plan until the holidays <laughs> <laughs> until the holidays and then we get all messed up again 